0: Stampede! Garner isn't number seventeen. Maybe you figure you have good reason to store all those guns and ammunition. Well, I hate to disabuse you. You're not going to get to use your weapons to protect yourself, your family, or any loved ones. Because when you wake up to hear some mysterious disease has been spreading rapidly across the country, you're not going to have time to get to your bomb shelter, to lock the door, and turn on your generator. You'll already be infected with something that'll make you wish you spent more time being philosophical, thinking about what it is to be alive. No, all those guns aren't going to protect you from a virus that'll bring you to contrition. Bang, bang, you won't even hear a single explosion. But maybe I've got it all wrong. Maybe it won't be a virus. Maybe it'll take a few years. There's always issues related to the viability of the food supply. That's right, the importance of the interconnectivity of nature. Destroy enough of the living And you upset the viability of keeping nature supplying you with food. Degrade natural resources. And one day, you won't be able to drive to your favorite shopping mall to buy cosmetic Botox to remove your wrinkles. Yeah, the priorities might be you can't find any food to eat. And you know what? That's no exaggeration because there are millions, perhaps billions of people today around the world who are looking for something to eat. And believe me, not one of them is thinking about driving to the shopping mall to buy some Botox to remove their wrinkles. Maybe it'll just be all those armed conflicts around the world causing mass migration of humans. Now, in that situation, maybe you'll be able to get to your bomb shelter and start loading all those guns you've got. But I've got a sneaky feeling, even under those circumstances, your guns aren't going to protect you. You'll be dying when the air to your bomb shelter is filled with toxic smoke. But maybe you've bought a gas mask to eliminate that threat. Then again, there's just so much clean water you can save. And I use that term, clean water, because that might be in short supply. But don't worry, you'll still have your guns. Fighting over water is an age-old practice. Yeah, You're protected under the Constitution, the right to have some guns. But there's nothing written in that document about allowing you to have clean water, clean air, or safe food. No, there's nothing about that in the Constitution. Yeah, you think you're living the good life. Well, bang, bang, boom, boom, wake up. Let's see. Do I have to remind you people when plants can't be pollinated by something as small as honeybees? You'll be dead in a few years. Well, duh. Go out and buy yourself some napalm or Agent Orange to foliate your backyard so you can have a barbecue. Gee, Why think small? Why not build that nuclear power plant next door to your beachfront property? Because you need electricity to turn on your TV set. Of course, if it melts down because of a tsunami, polluting the oceans for a hundred years, you can always move somewhere else. But you'll still have your constitutional right to bear arms. Yeah, you'll have all your rights when the leaking radiation starts burning your skin away. And let me remind you people about your confidence in your political system, allowing your voice to be heard, what you like to call democracy. I've tried as hard as I can avoiding talking about our upcoming 2020 presidential election since my show revolves around the future with garner and his sex robot triple g i revealed last week garner was teaching her how to be more connected to the natural world Well, what do you think happened? Triple G became a card-carrying member of the environmentalist party.
1: Garner, you were right. The environmentalists loved what I was saying about the extinction rates of animals during the 20th century.
0: I knew they'd like you, Triple G. What happened?
1: They voted me to represent their delegation at the National Presidential Convention. Really? Yes, Garner. They said I had the best ideas for stopping consumerism. They were impressed with my ideas.
0: Well, rightfully so, Triple G. Now, this means you could have a political career. You
1: think so, Garner?
0: Of course. Just because you're a sex robot doesn't mean you're free of opinions about how to crush the consumerists. They're the ones that built you. But that doesn't mean you have to behave as they do. I've been showing you how important it is to be connected to the natural world. And you've become more sensitive because of that. That's what makes you more than just my sexual machine.
1: Thanks, Garner. But if I'm going to have a political career, I'm going to have to have an agenda.
0: That's right. You can't just stand on a platform looking beautiful, which, of course, you are, Triple G. It's true, if you become a politician, you'll have to appeal to a large segment of the population. And, of course, since you are beautiful, there are a lot of lonely men and even women who'd love to vote for you just because you are beautiful. But you'll need broader support. You have to show the people you're not just a good-looking bimbo Ready to please any man at the drop of a hat You've got to show you're a true environmentalist You've got brains as well
1: You're right, Garner What do you suggest?
0: You need some lessons in fine art Fine art? That's right If you have political ambitions, Triple G, you'll need the strength of allegory.
1: Allegory?
0: Yes. Here, look at my computer.
1: All right.
0: Type in the name Peter Bruegel.
1: How do you spell that?
0: P-I-E-T-E-R. Peter Bruegel. B R. U-E-G-E-L
1: Yes, I I see that he was a famous Dutch painter in the 1500s Good, now type in
0: Peter Bruegel's painting The Landscape of the
1: Fall of Icarus Give me a minute, the computer is slow The Fall of Icarus Yes, yes, the Landscape of the Fall of Icarus I think I see it, Garner. It's a painting.
0: That's right, Triple G. Enlarge it on the screen. Now, since you're a robot, you may not appreciate that it's beautiful. It's a classic masterpiece. But besides it being beautiful, it tells a story. What do you see?
1: Well, it's a landscape, a strange landscape. In the foreground, There's a man plowing a field with a horse.
0: Yes, he's well-dressed for plowing a field. You might say he symbolizes someone.
1: Yes, and below him is another man tending a flock of sheep.
0: Yes, he's not so much a symbol as a real man tending his sheep in a field below the man plowing with a horse. Yes. What else do you see?
1: Well, the rest of the painting is of the sea, and sailing ships, and distant mountains, and a distant city. Yes, and what else? There's there's something strange near the lower right part of the painting. It appears someone is drowning. All you see are his bare legs. He's upside down in the water, drowning.
0: That's right. There are many copies of this painting. In fact, the painting you're looking at is perhaps a copy. It hangs at the Royal Museum of Fine Art of Belgium. Other copies of this painting make it clear who this person is in the water. It's the Greek mythological character called Icarus, the man who dared to fly close to the sun and caused his wings to melt and fell to the sea to drown. Bruegel's painting done in 1558 was a political statement. I won't tell you why. You'll have to find that out for yourself. Probably most of you people listening haven't seen Bruegel's Dutch Renaissance painting. I've never seen it in real life at the Royal Museum of Art in Belgium. I've only seen it reproduced in books of art, and it shouldn't be left unmentioned. This electronic age of information, the rules of consumerism, weren't what Bruegel understood. He lived in a natural world, for better or for worse. But he understood how beautiful nature can be, and its flaws, and our flaws, the hubris that exists in being who we are. If you believe humans are causing the animal extinction rates, then you should realize our connection to the natural world is in jeopardy. And in our future, if we continue, we'll be forced to look for a different way to live. Triple G lives in the future, a future where Garner is telling her how to become a politician in the environmentalist party. They're fighting against the consumerists, the system motivated by profits the system that results in degradation of nature. Consumerism is the false hope that profits will solve the ills we see surrounding us. And that may not just be what exists in the future with Triple G, the sex robot and Garner. No, that future is here and now. We've made a wrong turn. We've turned our backs on what is important and traded in our birthrights for a pocket full of change. And you know what? That change, that money, that credit can never show you what we've lost. You've been fooled into believing everything is all right, that you're safe, that you can overcome any adversity because you can continue to consume When, in reality, what you need is to belong to creativity, the world that values creativity, not destruction for profits. We've privatized war. We've produced a toxic atmosphere, destroyed living things for profit. Well, I won't entertain you because you endorse that by the way you live. But Triple G and Garner live in the future. And let's not kid ourselves, political ambition is found in the present day and it won't be lost in the future. Garner's teaching his robot to have feelings, and it's resulted in her appreciation of fine art. Garner is using fine art as one of the antiseptics to treat and defeat the malignancy of consumerism. Political ambition and fine art are his strategy for defeating the consumerists in their ideology. Indifference, dumbed down, and distracted are keeping the masses anesthetized. Consumerism keeps them lazy and stupid supporting the new slaves to keep gluttony and envy working. And that's why Garner is teaching his sex robot the strategy to defeat the consumerists. Triple G is a presidential candidate for the environmentalist party, the party ensuring our connection to the natural world, the party of creativity party to save us from our own hubris, the party to stop the destruction by consumerists. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Gustav Holt's composition, Mars, from his collection of symphonies, The Planets, widely considered his greatest accomplishment. Born in England in 1874, he devoted much of his life teaching music in private schools. During the 20s and 30s, he was in demand accepting positions in lecturing and conducting at the University of Michigan and Harvard. Holtz died at the age of 59 in 1934 to be one of England's greatest composers. The second piece was Tommy Dorsey's big band, Song of India, 1937. It was reported some of Tommy Dorsey's material was destroyed in the 2008 Universal Studio fire in Los Angeles then you heard Sergei Rachmaninoff's piano concerto number no. 2 first performed in 1901 he eventually became an American citizen escaping Russia during the 1917 revolution relocating in various parts of Europe, and finally to the States, dying in 1943 in Los Angeles. And then you heard a repeat of the Piano Concerto, and finally again, Gustav Holtz, Mars. Stepede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.